0: I literally literally had a box seat to the World Trade Center. Oh. So I went up on the roof and I just watched the whole thing. And you know, I just it was just, you know, too shocking. It was like yeah. walking into the movie screen.
1: So welcome to the Meaningful Jobs podcast. I'm your host Adrian, and today we're extremely well, uh, extremely honoured to welcome uh, Rick De La Rata to our podcast, who is, um, you know, extremely passionate about jazz music. So Rick, why don't you talk us through what you're doing and what your organisation does?
0: Sure. So my name is Rick De La Rata. I'm a jazz pianist, uh, vocalist, and composer, mm-hmm. and uh, I really uh, the I really grew into what I do from my passion of music and mm-hmm. from traveling around the world, uh, I noticed uh, and, into places like Hong Kong and, and mm-hmm. uh, Hong Kong where you're from and, uh, yeah. and London where you are now, two of the yeah. many places I traveled. Uh, I, I learned that you can uh, affect people in a profoundly positive way with music and also mm-hmm. the great American art form of jazz, which has many qualities such as creativity and artistry and intellectuality and uh, music in general stimulates the in, in intellect, and yeah. uh, it has a history of impacting people in a profoundly positive way. So mm-hmm. I thought I could uh, best make a difference with my talents and yeah. with the passion for my talent, hopefully it would rub off on other people. That led to the events of 9-11, which led to me starting an organization called Jazz for Peace that actually went out and helped outstanding causes through our benefit concert series. And once again, it took me all around the world again, uh, and to many places that I never thought I would ever go. Um, many countries in Africa and India and Nepal and Pakistan and, you know, uh, Mexico and just all kinds of wild places. And, um, To help us get started, I'm just going to start out with a little little bit of jazz, since we are jazz for peace. And the piece I'm going to play, it's -hmm. going to be pretty uh, improvised. One, because uh, I'm in New York and it's June. I'm not sure when this will actually air, but just so people know, I'm in New York in June, so I'm going to play a song about New York in June. And I'm just going to play the beginning of that. Then I'm going to go into a free improvisation that's completely unique. I'll never be able to play it again. They could only <laughs> hear it here. I don't even know what I'm going to play. Wow. And that's called free J A. And that's related to uh, an art form called free jazz, which I yeah. took the last two words off of because I found out in Haiti that instead of J A Z Z, the original spelling was J A S S. So now oh, we have. Okay. J-A. I didn't know this. Yes. Yes. Free. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a story uh, it's uh, you know we can talk about it if you want but it's um yeah. an amazing uh thing i learned in haiti it comes from a creole word jazz j-a-s-s so right. now it goes off, often now i have free j-a which relates to a situation we're involved in now where you know there are many people concerned about our rights freedom of speech uh you know situations where you know uh the uh, uh, journalists have integrity and are able to write about what they yeah. think about and so i'm I'm involved in that because we also stand for these rights that we have and we want to make sure we don't lose them. So right. these improvisations are to promote uh, these these important rights and this important mission. So, again, mm-hmm. uh, it'll segue into that and we'll just see what happens.
1: Yeah. Well, can't wait for your performance. Uh, let's go for it. Okay.
0: I like New York and June. How about you? I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? I like a fireside when a storm is due. I like potato chips, moonlight, and water trips. How? Yeah.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you. Wow. I had to, had to clap there. Had to clap there. I can't believe that was improvised.
0: Yes. I mean, that's, what's so exciting about jazz. Uh, you yeah. know, it, it can kind of come through you and anything can happen when you're, when you're improvising like that. Um, you know, mm. it, it can be part of the day, the moment, the yeah. the energy between us. It can, anything can factor in it, even experiences of, of Hong Kong or, uh, yeah. Or London could, you know, everything that I've, you know, collected Mm -hmm. is now available to draw upon. As long as I don't actually draw on it myself, I kind of allow it to come through.
1: Could you point a finger to what exactly you you, you drawn there, you know, in that piece? Or is it just like a combination or is there anything in particular?
0: Well, here's what happened. Basically, I started out with a reference, which was, you know describing my situation today through song. You know, it's a song about New York and June. June, It's an old song from the 1940s, an old jazz standard. And then uh, it's up to me, really what I want to do from that reference I could leave it completely I could leave it gradually uh I, I noticed when I because now it's June and I've been doing this on a few podcasts and I noticed with this song for whatever reason I kind of stay I kind of keep the tempo going you know I keep the tempo the the tempo and and then I start changing altering the harmonies and altering the feel and altering the language and then I just start you know it's just it evolves in its own way it distorts into a whole nother uh, thing and and then I've left it completely and now I'm in a new tempo and a new feeling and I'm just drawing from whatever comes through me I'm I'm you know in right. the best case scenario I'm basically just allowing as a messenger just allowing right. uh, the music to come through me almost oh, as that, if
1: that's I'm really impressive concept. yeah that's really impressive and um you know it really inspired me to really ask you you know how you got into music because um you know me coming from an asian background you know i think that's just asian culture but you know parents obviously they are very worried about you know their kids um career path and you know music is a very difficult path you know to embark on and actually succeed in so you know any obstacles you overcame during this period and you know how you got into it
0: Right. So, you know, it it is a tremendous journey. It all started when uh, a piano came on Christmas Eve while I was staying awake, trying to catch Santa Claus, uh, hoping that I would see Santa Claus without my parents knowing because they didn't want nothing to do with me staying awake and trying to catch Santa Claus. Right, So I was doing it kind of sneakily and I was able to notice without my parents catching me that something there was some commotion going on in the house. Uh, mm-hmm. Something was coming through the door, and when I saw that it was a very big, heavy-set man moving whatever this big object was, mm-hmm. I figured, okay, great. I saw Santa. Let me not get caught. That must have been him, whoever that was. Uh, right. And let me right. now go to sleep, knowing that I achieved my goal was to catch, you know, to catch this whole situation in action, and then right. I'll find out what this big thing was the next morning. So the exactly. next morning, I end up finding there's there it is what Santa Claus brought in, and I wanted to find out what it was, so I started Mm -hmm. doing, I started improvising on my own at that time because I thought, you know, there must be a good reason Santa brought this here. Let me try to get to the bottom of it by myself with nobody looking, and I would stand up like this and just play sounds and listen and play sounds, and I really didn't want anyone to to catch me, Uh, and then I did eventually, you know, somebody told on me or whatever, and I ended up in piano lessons, but now I had two going on at the same time i had my piano lessons and then yeah. i had you know and at that time uh, music was uh a little bit less dangerous as a profession than it mm-hmm. is now you know you could make a living in fact what happened to me was i was trying to earn money as a kid as a paper boy delivering right. papers and what happened is while i was doing that my homeroom teacher at school his son's he wanted they, they were they were getting I was getting a band together and he wanted me to play in his son's band which was going to play in the school dances and right. then we were going to get paid for that you know so i started rehearsing and they started getting these jobs that paid money at the school right. dance and then from there there was another band that was a grown up band that heard yeah. about me And they wanted me to play in their grown-up band. And they were going to sneak me in and out of weddings and private parties that they had booked. And again, I was going to get paid for those. They picked me up. They drive me home. And then on top of that, my mother, who was a church organist in the church, Mm -hmm. she wanted me to take over for her as the church organist. And now I just had so much activity coming in through music that that was the end of my paper route. And honestly, that was the last normal job I ever had was that paper out job from then it's just been yeah. music. Well,
1: wow, That's so inspiring. Cause it sounds like the perfect ending, you know, to a so-called normal career and actually get into something you really like. Um, would you say it's obviously you put a lot of hard work in, but would you say luck played a you know great part, you know, in how you got into music?
0: Well, you know, the important thing to remember is luck is really when preparation meets opportunity. Mm. So, you know, if I hadn't have been so fascinated with Santa, maybe I wouldn't have taken such a fascination with the piano. Who knows, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then of course, with me taking that fascination with the piano on my own, I ended up studying. But then my other brothers did study piano, too. So, you know, they chose to do other things. Uh, I just felt like it was working for me. You know, I felt like if it isn't broke, don't fix it. And then yep. before I knew it, here I was with, you know, income coming in and, and you know, uh, people interested in my talents and all that kind of stuff. So I just figured I'd, geez, I'd ride this. If it isn't yeah. broke down, it kind of was my motto. And I did want to be like the people I heard on mm-hmm. the radio because I felt like they were bringing joy to people. And right. I thought, hmm, I wouldn't mind being one of those people that's bringing joy to us people, you know? Right. So, right let me just keep going and see where it all ends up. And boy, I never thought it would be the journey that it has.
1: I have to be very honest. I didn't really expect your story to be like this because, you know, when I think of, you know, successful musicians or artists, most of them have a, you know, really difficult, you know, episode or story to tell, you know, not being able to make ends meet, not being able to pay bills, but yours seemed to be quite a smooth transition. Like everything know, somehow fall and you fell into its place. So, um, you know, despite this, um, any particular difficulties you would say in, you know, pursuing like, well, um...
0: yeah, I mean, actually, you know, there's extraordinary within making, you know, within being prepared for opportunity and thereby getting lucky every now Mm -hmm. and then uh i was faced with extraordinary see the extraordinary difficulties were occurring with me as i advanced because what happens is you start out fitting in okay church organist there's a little job doesn't pay a lot of money but it's a job but what happens when you grow out of it you see what i mean what do you grow to and then you know you're playing in some bands but what happens when you grow you get better in fact what happens when you get to the level that you just heard me Now Mm. you're really in trouble because there's so little room for that. There's so little opportunity for that. You almost have to create the opportunities. Right. Interestingly enough, um, I was in a position, again, when 9-11 happened, where Mm. I had a lot of achievements under my belt. I had performed in a lot of uh, bands, and some of them were very well-known. Yeah had also had records out as a leader. And yeah. uh, so I was, I was well known as this. I was known as a sideman. I was becoming even better known as a band leader. And so when 9-11 hit, mm-hmm. um, I ended up with a poem called right. jazz for peace. And another situation where preparation meets opportunity. I found myself on the roof of a building in New York city, less than a quarter of a mile away where I lived. Right. And I, the words of the Jazz for Peace poem just came gushing out whether I right. liked it or not, whether I wanted mm. to or not, because I was looking at such tragedy and such horror and mm. such, you know, uh, uh, this such uh, something that I'd ne- never seen before. Something that was so, yeah. you know. Um, Sorry, can
1: I ask if you were see if you saw 9-11 live? or did. What, You did while you saw the planes crash like real time?
0: But yes, I did. Well, I saw, I, yes, I saw what happened was uh i was i received a phone call from a person who had taken pictures of me the day before she right. had worked on wall street and she her uh her son no her boss's son had yeah. called her office wanting to speak to his father telling his father that something happened to one of the world trade still buildings he was in the other world trade building what should he do finally they talked for a while and the father said, listen, maybe you should just get out of there as a prerequisite and we'll figure out what's going on. Because it's so strange that something happened to one of the buildings. Nobody really knew what at the time. They thought it was a plane or explosion. They just didn't know what. So I went, when she told me that, she was, you know, I could tell she was very um, frazzled. Yeah. And I, you know, let me go up on the roof of my building. I, was, I lived on a fifth floor walk up in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, less than a quarter yeah. mile of my life. From the rooftop, I literally, literally had a box seat to the World Trade Center. Oh. So I went up on the roof and I just watched the whole thing. And you know, I just it was just you know too shocking. It was like yeah. walking into the movie screen. You know, it yeah. was literally like if you got it from your movie seat and just walked into the screen because I was yeah. now in the movie. You know, yeah, yeah. So watching that, all I had to show at the end of that day was a bunch of words that had come out of me and that i wrote down on a, on a piece of paper because they just came out naturally mm-hmm. and i wrote them down i called the poem jazz for peace and right. then i thought you know all of these things in this poem are true i believe in them i know firsthand the power of music to affect people why don't i try living up to those words and right. just see what happens just see what happens but if i'm ever going to do it now's the time if there's yeah. ever me to live up to the words and be who i say i'm going to be walk the walk be the change you want to see in the world now's the time to do it hopefully i'm prepared for that opportunity my whole journey and so i began to try to live up to the words of that poem which i've been doing ever since
1: right well i hope you weren't too traumatized by that but i can't imagine the shock you know you must have felt at that time um i'm always fascinated you know by how musicians or artists how they can um, their brain, you know, they just, you know, they they it's like they've got automatic switches where they see something or they think about something and it automatically then switches to, you know, different music notes or different paintings. Could you maybe explain further, maybe technically or in layman terms, like how the switch happens? How do you turn something like you see or you hear into a music piece immediately.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, basically, a lot of times if you're composing and writing a song, a lot of times part of the song will just come to you. You might even make up, wake up in the middle of the night with a melody, or you could just right. be singing, and a melody will come. Now, the hard part is putting the rest of it together because yeah. that's where you have to, you know, sit and you can't. You really have to allow it to, you know, you have to. Kind of go into a state of calmness, almost meditative state and right. just allow the allow what's going to happen to come to you, you know, and mm-hmm. it's the same when you're uh, playing and you're improvising. You have to, you know, go into kind of a state of calmness so that you can, um, you know, so that you can execute, you yeah. know, without any yeah. force or any kind of pushing. It's, it's almost like you're in a state of not trying.
1: Right, right. So it's you have to try not to try. I yeah, guess. you know that's the well um, yeah, oxymoron. Yeah, of the situation. Exactly. Of the situation. Yeah. So, have do you have days where you find it's harder to make this switch?
0: Um. Well, the the thing is, it's always important to be cognizant, and uh, you know, just uh, so a lot of times, even when I practice, I'll yeah. be. More like a Tai Chi type of exercise where I'm playing really slow and I'm just in a zone and trying to capture, you know, a state, a certain state of being so yeah. that when I'm called upon, I have the best ch- chance of executing that, that sort of, you know, freedom, that sort of state, you know, you right. have to be willing to trust the universe in a way okay. the unknown. You have to you have to be in a state of trust with with mm-hmm. you know the universe, kind of, so that okay. you're allowing whatever's meant to come through you to come through you. You do the one thing you don't want to do is block it. And you can block it by, like I said, by by trying something or trying, oh, I'm gonna do this now, I'm gonna do that. Oh. Now that kind of blocks the flow of it. So well, it's I... fascinating. But you know, then yeah. you can transfer that into life. Sometimes you can transfer that into life and find that in a state of difficulty if you go go into a state of calmness you'll yeah. have a chance of navigating the stressful situation if you can pull it off
1: right do do you actually you know sometimes intentionally you know place yourself in certain situations like for example oh i want to uh, intentionally visit a certain park or a certain building in such or such a day like, do you do this or do you, you know, you, you know, usually go with the flow?
0: Well, I've placed myself in, a. I mean, I found myself in a lot of places that, you know, I never imagined I would be in just right. from uh, allowing the situation to manifest whatever it is. And, you know, when yeah. I started living up to the words of my poem, I found myself playing concerts for outstanding causes. Well. Right causes started to, you know, contact us and and work with us from all over the world. And in places where, you know, no, no American has ever even been or performed in, you know, and and, uh, like the first time I went to Africa, it was Rwanda, and they were trying to overcome the genocide and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I found myself in situations, whether it's Rwanda or Pakistan, or, you know, uh, areas that just don't have uh, Africa, India—these places where you just you don't see any Caucasian people at all. You don't right. see no reference. You know, you're right. in a whole other land in a whole other world. And so I had to hmm. trust the universe in the same way in my journey as I was doing with my playing, with my performing. And I had to hmm. just, you know, trust that hey, this is what I this is who I say I am. Now, unfortunately, I have to go and be it
1: right so i noticed that you always mention you know the words trust the universe um how did you learn you know to trust the universe and what would you say is not trusting the universe
0: well you know uh i first kind of heard trust the universe with uh a uh one of my uh one of my schoolmates uh had a record she put out a record called trust the universe that was the record but i saw the record with the title and i thought you know That is something that a musician needs to do when he improvises. You have to trust in whatever this state you're in and allow what's going to happen to happen. Uh, So you have to trust the universe for that. But then in life, especially with Jazz for Peace, you know, I found out, hey, I'm going by myself to Kenya or Ghana to help an outstanding cause or even somewhere in the United States. Um, I have to just walk in there right. and with the sense of trust that, you know, I'm here, uh, I'm I'm on some sort of a mission that is, mm-hmm. you know, part of being who I say I am. And, yeah. and I, I found when I went to Haiti, uh, I went to check into a, a bed and be- breakfast that turned out was one of the sponsors of the event. Right. And when I went to check in, the, the person came up, took my ID and said, oh, you you are on a mission from God. So wow. your stay here is completely, you know, paid for, um, wow. offering yeah. you meals and you just, here's your key. And don't worry, yeah. you don't have to pay anything. And, you know, that's, that's, and, there, you know, so other people sometimes yeah. also look at what I'm doing and say, Hey, this is a higher, there's something more going on here than just, you know, the average, the average normal uh, journey.
1: Well, that's such a beautiful thing, you know, for somebody to say God provides it for you and you know gives you something for free, you know, without yes. you even you know thinking of it. So right. I wish we could have more time, but you know, before we end, I just want to ask if you can provide any advice for people who are thinking of getting into the music industry or are you know struggling with their daily jobs and not being able to find meaning in in their work. Any advice, you know, for these people?
0: Sure. Well, here's the advice that I, that I have for, for, for everyone. And that is, um, you know, first of all, the world and the life is always changing. So sometimes it looks hopeless, but it only looks hopeless at this very second. You would be surprised at how all of these little moving parts change by tomorrow morning. One thing's here, right. one, thing's here, one, thing's here one thing's here. And now who knows what you have? And what I tell people... You know, if you play a good game of life today, you yeah. have given tomorrow the best you, you have you have placed yourself in the best opportunity for tomorrow. So rather than get involved in hopelessness, which is not your best game, because yeah. now you're involved in something that you can't really control. Instead, try to think of what is my best game of life? What can I do that's most yeah. productive and yeah. do that? And you'll be surprised. It, it you know even that little uh, even that energy that you put into ha- playing a really good game of life today can yeah. have can have a, an effect on all of those parts that are already moving. Right. Secondly, it's just if it's music. Now this is for that was for anybody, and that can that can really help anyone at any time. But if it's music, um, I would like to tell people that whether you know it or not. What everybody else doesn't know is that we have a lot of problems now. They're amazing. And you see all these people trying to solve these amazing problems, except one, except for one thing's missing. They don't know that you can't solve these problems without the arts and culture. And when these problems are ready to be solved, they're gonna bring in the arts and culture, like you see the what Jazz piece has accomplished they're gonna they're gonna turn around and say, "Hey, wait a minute, if this guy can accomplish so little from nothing, mm. right? Imagine if he had the same opportunity as all of these other uh, entities that are giving millions and trillions and billions of dollars and falling on their face, mm. you know, what if what if they were given the same opportunity? In other words, yeah. what if arts and culture was put in the starting lineup? What would happen? Right. I'll tell you a lot of great things would happen. So you people that are involved in music, no matter how hard it is, or no matter how difficult it is, remember you're part of the solution.
1: Ah, right. Well, that's, I think that's a great answer, you know, to, to what I just asked, because a lot of musicians, a lot of friends I know who might be struggling, um, they don't think of themselves highly enough sometimes, I think. So perhaps I think that's the takeaway. Um, so, you know, I think our time's nearly up. But, you know, thanks again, you know, Rick, for coming up to the Meaningful Jobs Podcast. It was great having you here. And we hope to invite you again soon in the future.
0: My pleasure. Don't forget to tell your friend, your music friends, to watch your podcast. I will. Contact us. contact us at info at jazzforpeace.org. That's our generic email address. And we'll we will get it.
1: And don't worry, I'll include this in the description and just lastly uh, for our audience if you could if you like this episode you can like subscribe and follow on youtube spotify and apple podcasts so that's the time we've got for today and see you again in the next episode